Good. Glad to clear my throat on that one. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and uh, this is the show where uh, where we still we're still talking about NFL, NFL DFS, whether it be uh, the, the main slate coming up on Sunday. Tonight's showdown slate and just strategy in general, right? I listen to YouTube chat, right? I answer your questions about the tools here at Roto Grinders, about the strategies to use, lineup building, roster construction, whatever you want to call it. So ask them, ask them away. Hit those thumbs up button. Get the, give me those stomach thumbs on your way in the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. I see Suki Singh. He's usually first, right? Eric Hiltpole, Daniel Hutchins, Eric Hiltpole, Alec Alexander, Sterling Woods, Jerome Lewis, Con Campbell, Con, is that your first name? Con, Hog Lawrence, Max Coach, Carpan, Tim Light. Smash those thummy thumbs in the morning. Guys played soccer? Did you play DFS soccer the past two days in the afternoon? That's a sweat. Yesterday was like a million goals. And none of them were scored by Messi or Neymar. So uh, I still cash. I still did fine. I actually made money. Even with Messi and Neymar in my cash line. That's fine. My Divac Origi saved me. So uh, so I hope I hope I, I got some messages of people. I had never played soccer before. Oh, my God. You turn on Golazo on Paramount Plus or whatever, and it's just goal, 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 goal. Even in the middle of your work day, you just put on SofaScore. There's a SofaScore app. Ding! And it goes like, makes a noise like that, like the crowd is cheering. And that goes off like a million times during two hours. You see, in, in Champions League uh, DFS soccer, you could go from like last place to first place in a matter of 12 minutes. Or you could be in first place and 12 minutes later being uh, dead last, right? With all the goals that typically get scored. And then by the end, someone gives up. Someone, so your goalkeeper gives up a goal and then you get, your clean sheet gets ruined or something like that. That That's what ends up happening. Uh, so so I hope, hope you enjoyed yourself if you did play some soccer. I'm trying to get more people into the soccer streets. It's worth playing. Uh, so we'll we'll be talking about uh, NFL stuff, whatever you want. I, I mean, I'll be doing a showdown show later later tonight with uh, with STL cards. So that that's seven thirty tonight. So hit the notification bell to know when we go live there. Uh, but uh, but looking Edward Alder right right around here, McKissick and Shepard or Gibson and Dayami Brown for tonight's slate. Uh, I have no preference. It depends on your lineup. It depends on the contest that you're playing. Obviously, Edward Nalder is new here. Don't treat him that bad in the YouTube chat. I'm surprised someone hasn't yelled at him already. Well, I don't know. What's the difference? Projection-wise, we go by projection. Let's go by projection. McKissick and Shepard. Let's do the math, right? It's very easy. You could answer these questions yourself because if you're going to give no context, then you just, whoever's the higher projected, Okay. Shepard is what? 12.77. Okay, let's do this. 12.77 plus uh, what's what's the next guy? Got to put up my calculator here. And, and McKissick. Okay, where's McKissick? McKissick. It's probably going to be the Diami Brown one, but let's see. McKissick is 6.5. And this is the grid I and IQ projections. Okay, so we got 19.27. 19.27 on the first one. Okay, we're going to write that down. 19.27 on the first one. Okay. Now Gibson and Diami Brown. Now Gibson, 19.5. Oh, not Gibson beats him out already. 
And then Diami Brown is seven points. Oh, so we're not even close. We're not even close. So yeah, that, that's like a seven point difference, right? Gibson beats out the first one by himself in, in a median projection or mean projection, whatever you want to call it. That's the easiest way to do these. I don't, I, that's why I, I never understand 1v1s, 2v2s. Just look at the, look at the projections. What's so, what's so difficult? Like, obviously you need to, obviously you need to sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium, right? Click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. That's pretty much what you have to do. Everything, you know, uh, Robert Scorey, are you reviewing game totals the same way as project? Yeah, projections. Yes, it's already factored into projections. Anything, pretty much, pretty much anything that you'd look at. In fact, I don't even have to put the pretty much on. Everything that you'd possibly look at is already factored into the projections. Everything. So all you're going to be doing is double counting. You're going to be doing either, you're going to be doing redundant work. You're going to be double counting. You're going to be misweighting, right? You're going to take a, oh, I, I've, I've heard so many people say, oh, uh, this team or this player is, is so-and-so and they mention a couple of stats and he has a good projection. I'm like, no, no, no. You, what you just said is the reason he has a good, it's not, it's already factored in. That's why he has a good projection. And then sometimes you'll look at stuff and go, I don't understand why this guy doesn't have a good projection. It's like, well, maybe what you're looking at doesn't matter, right? Maybe it actually doesn't matter. And if you're using the same model, it can't, it can't matter for one person, one player, and not matter for another. It's like, oh, that, that's the reason why so-and-so has a good projection, but I don't, I don't get the other guy, right? The other guy, and then they rattle off like seven statistics. It's like, well, that's obviously some of the stuff that you're waiting in your mind on those statistics don't matter as much as you think, right? But they matter for that guy. No, well, they matter the same way for both guys. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So that's why like, like everything is done for you with projections. It, put, it puts a number, but remember these numbers are ranges of outcomes. We go to the main slate. Like it's not, Najee Harris is not being projected that he will score 20.76 points because number 1.76 is impossible. Right, his range of outcomes from a one standard deviation is nine point nine six to thirty point nine three, based on our, our gridiron IQ projections. This floor ceiling—that's the range. Daryl Henderson, three to twenty-three. Okay, so if he comes anywhere in between these two numbers, anywhere in between these two numbers, that would be considered normal. Okay, normal. Right, if you play Najee Harris and he got eleven points, you'd be like, "Oh, the back projection was off. It was like almost twenty-one. It's like no, it was between ten and thirty-one. Right? Like you have to know what a normal distribution curve. Like I'll show you. I always show these things. Right? I can show any of these. Right? Right? If you take a look here, let's uh, open up. Uh, open up image and new tab. Let's. See. Right. We take a look at this. So this where this green is, that's what that's that's what you're looking at when it says floor and ceiling. Okay, this right in the middle, right here, at the top of the curve, is that middle number. Right. So this twenty point seven six is right here. Right. This is the range of outcomes, and this is within one standard deviation, the big sixty eight percent bulk right in the middle of his outcomes. So sixty eight percent of the time. He'll score between 9.96 and 30.96, right? And then you get ones that are further away, but up to two standard deviations. 
up to three standard deviations. And this is a normal distribution. This is If we treat the player as a normal distribution, now players uh, don't have normal distributions, okay? I mean, this, this is, it's never going to look, from the actual, it's never going to look like this. But if you think in these terms, at least it's better than thinking in just like, uh, just whatever's in the middle, that's it. Like nothing else exists. So what the projections are telling you is these ranges, right? Some, some, some players, and you can see here, the standard deviations are different. I mean, look at, look at uh, Daryl Henderson in comparison to like, let's go, let's go to a similarly salary player. Or still, like, let's go to similarly projected player. So where's where's Daryl Henderson? Sixteen point eight six, and David Montgomery, right? That that's a that's a good example, right? We take a look here. Very similar fantasy points, like median, sixteen point eight six and sixteen point seven three, right? But David Montgomery has a slightly higher ceiling and a much higher floor in compare. I mean, obviously, if you only get six points. Out of David Montgomery, you're not doing much anyway, but that's what this represents. So that this distribution looks slightly different, right? Here's Jonathan Taylor, 16.7 median. He has an even higher floor, but a lower ceiling, slightly lower. Then you take Ezekiel Elliott, 16.59. He is the best of both worlds. So Zeke Elliott, in comparison even though he's a slightly lower median, only by very little, actually has a seven-point higher floor, floor meaning this, this, right, this line right over here. Right, This line for Daryl Henderson right here is three points. But for Zeke Elliott, it's 10 points. So he has way more outcomes. Like those, that those three-point outcomes, those three to nine-point outcomes for Zeke are more in this yellow and this red. While three to nine point outcomes for Daryl Henderson are still in this green area, right? Which means these yellows have like ones and twos in it. And then the ceiling is slightly higher compared to Daryl uh, Henderson, 25.55. Now, obviously there's a $500 price difference, but that's how you should be looking at projections. They're ranges of outcomes. So when you're going to compare two players together, I mean, you can compare it by median. Everything that an optimizer uses is going to be based on this median number, although you can change it so you can build based on floor and ceiling, I guess. But most of these are going to be somewhat normal distributions. They're still going to look this. So when you look at any projections, you don't even have to look at Roto-Grinders projections. Whenever you're looking at projections of any type and you see just a number in the middle, they, maybe the projections that you're using don't show this floor or ceiling. Don't show this, like, which is fine. It doesn't need to. This is the, for the, for the gridiron IQ projections, this is like, a, the, this is the 16th and 84th percentile, right? Just like you would do for here, right? 68.2 right in the middle. Now for the blitz, Derek Hardy puts in for ceiling and floor, 25th and 75th percentiles, right? It's just a column. It's just, a, all this is the column. You can identify what floor doesn't mean anything. Floor and ceiling are not math terms. It's just ways to, it's just a way to show the, the range of outcomes. But if you look at some projections, you may just see the middle. When you see the middle, don't look that it still means some type of some type of distribution curve. And the and within one standard deviation, look how large this range is. 
Miles Sanders, 6.99 to 24.23. Here comes if if he performs anywhere in between those, you have to consider uh, that projections were accurate, right? Damien Harris, if he puts up five points, you're like, oh, that's at the low end of his range, right? That's that's like somewhere somewhere over here, right? Right here where my mouse is. But still, look, if he puts up five points and look where my, my pointer is. Like that's still, in comparison to all other outcomes, that is, that's fairly common. The same way that if he put up 21 points, he'd be at this end or out of a year. That there's what, there's what those outcomes are. So look at how much, look at how much this green space encompasses and how wide that ranges. Five to 21 is inside of this green. So if you're going to be like, well, I'm playing Harris against the Jets and he puts up eight points. Oh, the projections were wrong. No, they were fine. He puts up 18, 19 points. Oh, great. Like that, you're saying the same exact, if he put up five or he put up 20, it was the same probability of either of them, right? It was the same probability. All the mid, all this middle number, this median mean number is the 50% point. So when you see that Christian McCaffrey, your Dalvin, when you see any of these guys, we go to go to wide receiver, especially Stephon Diggs, nineteen point eight six. Like that, all that number means is that fifty percent of the time he will put up more than nineteen point eight six, and fifty percent of the time will put up less. Doesn't mean he's going to put up nineteen point eight six. That's just the mid. That's just the middle of a range of outcomes. That's it. That's all it means. So if you're going to judge, if you're going to judge without context of any other the correlation, leverage in your lineup, the contest you're playing, like most likely you're just basing it based on, you know, who's who's a better play? Who's a better play? We go by position on wide receiver, right? By price and go, who's a better play? DeAndre Hopkins or Stefan Diggs? I'd like, like it's a, it's a difference of almost like 0.6 points. If we played this laid out a million times based on the NFL Grinner and IQ projections here at Roto Grinders, it's Hopkins. But the difference is very marginal. Right? We go down here, but you go Deontay Johnson versus CeeDee Lamb. Like, here, look, they're both at the same price. Deontay Johnson both and CeeDee Lamb both 6,400. But you see, look, almost a five point difference in me me median projections. So you go, oh, yeah, so you definitely don't play Deontay Johnson over C.D. Lamb. But look at the range. Five to 22 about, right? Seven and a half to 25. So, yes, C.D. Lamb in a vacuum. You just tell me, who do, who should I play in no context whatsoever? I'd obviously say C.D. CD Lamb. C.D. Lamb is projected better. But look at the ownership. C.D. Lamb, 16, we have him projected for 16.2% ownership currently. Deontay Johnson, 3.2% ownership. So that's what? Five, a little over five time difference in ownership. But if you look at the range of outcomes, look, 5.2 to 22, 7.5 to 25. Like how many, how many, how many overlap, how much overlap is there between their range of outcomes? Yes. CeeDee Lamb, the, the curve extends a little bit further on one side. Which means if you play it, it's slayed out over a million times, you'd, you'd be better off with uh, with, with CD Lamb. The problem comes in is that you're playing against other people. So give if you give me no other context and go, 
well, which guy should I play? Well, if you don't care about, if you don't need any any extra leverage in your lineup, if your lineup is leveraged properly, like you already have some contrarian plays in the lineup, then I'd say play, play the higher projected player. You should be focused on projection. But if you're playing, you know, all the chalk in the rest of your lineup, if you're already you know, playing chalk in the rest of your lineup, then be like, well, maybe this, this is the place where you pivot. How often does CeeDee Lamb beat out Deontay Johnson, is it five times more often? No, it's not five times more often. That the ownership gap should be this wide. So you played Deontay Johnson for 3.2% ownership. But if your lineup was already contrarian, it's like, why would you be giving up nearly five projection points where you don't need to? Like your lineup is already low enough. You already got enough relative value to win the first place in a contest. So getting yourself even lower ownership is, is, almost, is almost useless. It's almost too much. So you should be focused on projection. So asking a 1v1, 2v2, like the answer could be either, depending on the context of your life. But if you're just looking for who's the best play, just to sign up for Roto-Grinders and get the projections. It'll answer everything for you. Everything's in there and it does all the work for you. Right? Oh, do I have to look at stats? No, I, I look at no stats. I look at zero, zero stats whatsoever. Nothing. I don't know completion rates. I don't know anything. The only stats I know is I listen to, I listen to some podcasts and I, it's a back of my head. Oh, this guy did this and that guy, that guy got 27% target share of whatever. I mean, it's just, you pick up things, I guess, but I don't care about it. It's already going to be factored into projection. So I don't have to look at anything. It's already there. But that's how you should be viewing projections. Going through the YouTube chat. Uh, let's see. Here we go. James Larvey. Josh Allen a smash this weekend. Not on anyone's. Well, I, let's take a look. Josh Allen. This isn't complicated. All right. We're gonna just we're gonna sort by by salary adjusted value. And he's in our in our grid IQ projections, he's he's actually the top on the board. Right? We got Allen, Herbert, Murray, assuming Prescott, Brady. Yeah, I mean, all the usual suspects. Bridgewater, I guess, is a cheaper option. The ownership's gonna still be there. We haven't projected for 11.7% ownership. Gets Miami, there'll be plenty of Allen dig stats. I mean, most of most of the most of the it's is gonna go to Herbert and Prescott. But I mean, Allen's going to be owned still. Brady, that's the one. To me, Brady is the, the off-the-board guy. I mean, as of right now, let's just look at just, just all I'm doing is looking at projections, right? Did I do any? I'm not watching film. I have no idea. All I knew it. I'm sorting this by fantasy points, right? And going, what's, what makes no sense in comparison? Yeah, Pre Prescott, 12%. Herbert, 12%, Allen, and then you go, oh, Brady, 5%. The problem with Brady, that doing this with quarterbacks is, is, is different because you need to pair them with receivers. The problem is, is I don't, I'm not sure how well the, the Bucks receivers project. Let's see. Let's go to the Tampa Bay. Right, just getting the right ones, right? They all project slightly low from a salary-adjusted standpoint. Right, how about tight end? Let's throw, throw in tight end. Yeah, still fairly poor. So it's not just Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady with who? But it's still could probably be fine. 
it'll be low owned. It'll be right. 2%, 6%, 9%. It's doable. They have a 32 point implied total. So that's it. Look, look, look at, look at, look at, look at what I did. I didn't do anything else. This is how I play. It's already done for you. All the, all the numbers are done for you already. I don't have to look into root trees. I don't have to look at the snap counts. And it's already, it's already in here. That's what I have roto grinders for. Now you have the blitz and Cardi, Cardi's the blitz. And you could aggregate them together if you want. And a lot of times that is what I do. I mean, most times that is what I do. Right? I go here. I go, okay, I'm going to go here. I could do here. I could upload other projections that I want. But look. Here, Blitz, I have the I have, uh, number ball. If you subscribe there, you get their projections. But maybe I want to, maybe I don't want to rely completely on the grid. I, I want to like even it out, kind of smooth it out. There are going to be some uh, players that maybe uh, get a little bit more of a bump in the Blitz projections versus the grid on our few projections. So I could, I could, I could say I want half half. I want the best of both worlds. So you could do that now in lineup HQ. And you could upload, you could upload other ones and it'll be, you could, you could have 10, 10 projection sets on this list and weight them any way you want. Evenly, I could say, I want to weight the, the blitz projection 75% and the RNRQ 25. You could do that, right? You could do whatever you want. Well, let's say I do half and half, right? And I, you could call this whatever you want, my aggregate projections or whatever you want, and then it'll do it for you. What it's going to do is now take both projections and average, basically average them out based on your weights. So I'm not just using the blitz projections. I'm not just using the gridiron IQ projections. I'm kind of smoothly getting a general consensus of the two. And if you subscribe elsewhere or get or do your own projection sets, you could throw them in as well. You could say, I you could say, I do my own projections. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, you're gonna weigh your own projections at 70% and then put like 10% on some other thing, you know, the blitz a little, then you know, just to kind of smooth it out. Maybe if you trust those projection sets, don't just, I'm going to take 12 projection sets and three of them I know are crap. And no, all you're doing is making it worse. So here, here we go. So my aggregate group projections, I'm going to use this. It, it, sh it shouldn't change that much. You're not going to see anything dramatic. All right, we go here. We still go to, go to wide range. It's not like, oh, CD Lamb no longer good anymore. Like you're not going to, you're not going to see that, right? CD Lamb's still top, right? Compared to, Right, we do that Deontay Johnson thing again, right? We go go down C.D. Lamb versus Deontay Johnson. He gets he gets a smaller guy. Remember in the in the gridiron IQ projections, Deontay Johnson projected for thirteen point five five. So obviously in the blitz, the blitz likes him two points higher because now his average is fourteen point eight four, and the blitz has C.D. Lamb slightly lower, right? In order to get it down to seventeen point eight nine, so it's still the same same concept, right? So it's not going to dramatically change things that much on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, kind of on the fringes of well. We go by, by RG value, right? We go by the salary adjusted value. So you can still get the same Harris, Carson, right? You still get like what Cooper, Allen, Ridley, Cop, Woods, right? Of course, everything's there. CD Lamb. It's not going to change that much, right? You could do that if you if you if you just like oh, I don't want to I don't want to focus on one projection set I want to aggregate it get them together. And then what you can do to see what ownership is going to look like. Now I'm going to run an optimal and see what the ownership is. One thirty four. So I'm like most lineups, chalky lineups are going to be somewhere in that range, somewhere between 
110 and 134, something like that. Okay. And they're probably going to have at least a quarterback stack. So I'm going to set up this for whatever one with any, you know, right wide receiver, especially a wide receiver. And then uh, I'm going to set up another one for quarterback and two wide receiver tight end. Oh, I got to do not no one and one with a run back of some type, right? One, one, a skinny stack with a run back and a double stack with a run back. And most people play skiddies. So I'm just going to put in like 75, 25, whatever. You can do whatever you want. If you think something else, whatever, put it in. I'm just trying to get a sense. I'm going to run 300 lineups, right? I'm going to run 300 lineups. I'm going to get at least two unique players. Uh, I'm going to spend at least 49.5. Uh, I don't want a, a quarterback more than 30%. Now what the running backs no more than 50 wide receivers, no more than 50 tight ends, you know, everyone else kind of 50, whatever, whatever, just to get a sense, right? 50 defense, 50, right? There are, there are, there are more, there are more accurate ways of doing it, but this is, this is the, the directionally, directionally good, right? So we're going to do this. I aggregated projections, right? A lot of times I will not just aggregate the gridiron IQ and, and, uh, uh, the blitz, I'll also get projections from around the industry, right? So it's like, because if people are looking at those, they may be building lineups based on those. So I, I'm, the goal now is not to build lineups for myself. It's just to see what, what chalky lineups look like, right? So we want the minimum. Let's say we're going to try to get the minimum. I may have to decrease the unique players. So I'll, I'll try to do it with two. To 110. Let's even put quarter, like I may even have to put up the running backs to 60 because I may not get 300 tight end exposure. Yeah. Maybe something, whatever, something like that. So minimum 130 and the, the, the optimal was, was 134, right? 134.4. Right. So I'd, I want to see, I, I mean, if anything, I want even higher than this just to see what, what chalky lineups with stacks kind of look like, right? Maybe even have to go down to a hundred. So I'm going to build that. And while this is building, I'll look through the YouTube chat. And zero of us, huh? why, why can't it do it? Come on. Why can't it do it? What, what am I screwing up here? Do I need running exposure percentages? No. Go down to unique players one. This should be working. Let's see. Do I have enough players available in each tradition? What is going on? Let's see. I have everything in here. Uh, did I screw up something with stacks? Quarterback, wide receiver, 75% of my lines with a run back. Okay, that, that works. Quarterback, two, one. This should be working. Do I have a group set up for no apparent reason? Okay. 100 to 135. Maybe they, are there no lineups in, under that, that guys? Let's just, just screw it. 100, I don't care. Give it to me. Give it to me. Relax it as far as possible. Who cares? 
100 to 100, this, this should work. Nope. Let me just make sure everything works. Just get rid of all of this. Okay, let's see. It has to do with the stacks. Let's see. What, what, what are we doing wrong? 75%, 25%. Let's just disable them and let's, let's see if anything comes out. Right? This, 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 this is troubleshooting. No, nothing. So not even that. What the hell is going on? I'm just going to reset my build settings. Reset. Reset all NFL. Reset all everything settings. Reset everything. Give me everything. I don't know. I have to do trouble. I have to do troubleshooting while live on a show. Okay. Here we go. DraftKings NFL. We'll just use we'll just use the gridiron IQ projections. Whatever. I don't care. I just want to make some lineups. Can I, can I just make some lineups for crying out loud? Okay. I just want to make sure I can make anything. Here's my default. Okay. I now have to now I have to modify stuff. Player pool. Let's just put in some zeros because that'll do it. Okay, come on. Give me something. Okay, okay, we're getting lineups now. Okay. Delete this. Now let's try to do what we were doing before. Stacks and primary stacks. Just let, let's just make it simple. Just wide receiver, wide receiver. Just make a skinny stacks. <sighs> 75. Opposing team. Double stacks, twenty-five percent of the lineups. Okay. okay, can we can we do this? Let's do it one at a time to make sure. Zero, 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 zero. Come on, this could work. Okay, we're getting the lineups. Okay, which is much better than before. Okay, so now that we got that, now we can set everything up the way that we want. Right, a hundred to one hundred and thirty-five. I don't even care. Whatever. Just give me a hundred percent. I don't give a give a crap anymore. Limit one. Yeah. Okay. Don't play two guys from the same team. Max offense versus defense. We're good here, and we can run three hundred. Right. I want. I want to at least cut down on the quarterbacks because somebody could just get too much of one. Right. What type of stuff? Even thirty just to see what comes up. Is 30 good enough? We're gonna get, you know, I know we're gonna get a lot of Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. I mean, I, I like, I know that immediately. So probably get even lower than that. Cause like, I, I don't need, I don't need lineup HQ to tell me that the, the Cowboys Chargers game is gonna be in everyone's lineup. I, I wanna look at other lineups that look like that. Okay, so there we go, let, let that run. Go through the YouTube chat some more. Give me those thumbs ups while you're there. Nate Thacker, unrelated question. Can you upload and edit it, edit late swap CSV mid contest or do late swaps have to be done manually? I showed, I showed, I showed this yesterday. If you want to watch on the yesterday's uh, show, there's their tools. There's this rebuild late swap tool that you download your entries, you upload them here and all the players that are already locked are already locked in your lines. I explained a little bit about it. Just watch, watch, watch yesterday's show and probably watch probably 17 other shows that I've done. Like if, if you watch this every day, you will eventually it'll feel like you're on repeat, right? Because I've 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 explained these things like probably 17 times before. 
but it, as recently as literally yesterday. So that's why it, to save to save the 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 pain of doing that again uh, for everyone else. Just look at yesterday's yesterday's show. Ace Boogie says Henderson projected for nineteen point seven percent ownership, a lot higher than I expected. It's it's only it's Thursday, that doesn't mean anything yet. Go through the YouTube chat. Tyler Woodfield for a large field GPP, one hundred thousand plus entries. What do you consider when determining stack sizes? I consider lineups, Tyler. I don't consider stack sizes. Probably three plus two is too much. It depend it depends on the lineup. That's that. That's the best way to put it. When you play large field, okay, the two things that you have to consider when you're playing the tournament, like why would, if you're going to play a four plus three, right? Four plus three. So you're playing a, a quarterback, three of his teammates, and then three runbacks. Why is that no good? Probably, probably. I'm saying probably. In general. Not, not considering the team, not considering anything else. Why is that probably not, not the best? Probably not going to find many constructions, if any, that would work for a, a large field contest like that. Yet, if you're playing uh, a 100-man contest, that would be fine. Why, why would you have to think like that? Why would that be the case? Why would a two plus one, just a skinny stack, quarterback, wide receiver, opposing wide receiver, be better for the large field, but not necessarily for the small field. It all has to do with how close to the nuts that you need to get. The nuts being the best possible lineup. Okay. Now, if that game, if the game that you're playing four plus three goes for 120 points, you're good. You're who cares? You got you got every you know 12 touchdowns get scored in the game. Yes, and you have them all. Like you could win, but the likelihood of the game being 73 to 51 is, is, is not, is not likely in the NFL, not probably not going to happen. So most likely when you play that four plus three, I'm talking, I'm making exaggerations for the point that you're going to get stuck with, you know, one of those guys is going to be a six points, right? You play Russell Wilson. uh, You play, you play Russell Wilson. Like let's say we do with the Cowboys chargers game. Like coming up, I'm going to play Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, uh, see Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and and Amari Cooper plus Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and you know, you, you do something like that. Like, unless the Cowboys put up like God knows how many points, like Amari Cooper could have 34, and then CeeDee Lamb has 18, and Ezekiel Elliott has 16, and it's like, and Dak Prescott has 36. And it's like, okay, that's pretty good, but that Zeke Elliott roster slot of 16. You, you would have much rather had, you know, Joe Mixon who put up 30. Well, someone else is going to have that lineup, right? In a large field is going to have the skinnier stack. Unless you're, unless the whole game goes, you know, 64 to 48, most likely in the large field, there's going to be a lineup that has a smaller stack and has the right one off. Allen Robinson goes off for a million points and, you know, he has a 2% own and it's in the lineup. In small field, it's less likely to happen. You're playing a hundred, you're playing a hundred man field. Most likely if you play Cowboys, if you play everyone in the game and that game goes just north, uh, 45 to 38, which is more reasonable, at least you probably win. Even if Elliot has 18 points, even if CeeDee Lamb has 18, but as long as 
If you've got all the touchdowns and two guys with a hundred, you know, a quarterback with 400 yards and a rushing touchdown, like then you could beat 99 other people that way. You don't need to be perfect, but in large field, you need to come closer to perfect. So if there's a one-off, we, we saw Debo Samuel last week. If you didn't have him, you're dead. And for first place in large field, you're dead. But it's not like 49ers stacks a one. It was another game plus Debo Samuel is a one-off. So that's that's where you should be determining that. But like I said, it depends on the lineup, right? Not all of these are, are, are equal. Would you play a three plus one of the garbage of the Bears this week? I mean, you can, but obviously it's going to project lower, right? Because the Bears suck. The Bears, the Bears don't project well. So maybe you play two plus, maybe you just play one of the Bears instead of playing Allen Robinson with Andy Dalton and Daryl Mooney. You just play one of those guys as a one-off. Doesn't make the lineup good. Unless you can make a lineup. And like, I don't know. Maybe can can we? I don't even look. Can you make an Andy Dalton lineup that Yes, you're going to be lower lower owned just with the stack. But if you jam all the like the best projected plays around it, like how much projection are you giving up for that lineup? Especially if you're playing three plus one. All right, who are the Bears playing? See, I don't even know. The Bengals, right? I think the Bengals. So let's say you play Dalton, Dalton Robinson, Komet. Right, so you fill up a tight end spot. And you run it back with Jamar Chase or Keegan's, something like that. Like, put that lineup together, and then how do you fit in the best projected players in the rest of your lineup? And then compare that lineup to, to the difference between, oh, playing Dak Prescott, play, playing the Chalk Cowboys stack, but then getting different elsewhere. And you go, well, what's the difference? Like, you look, one lineup is one lineup has a, has a total ownership, an ownership sum, which is not perfect, but it, it's a blunt tool. One has an ownership sum of 100. And the other one has an ownership sum of 100. And the Cowboys stack that still has a total ownership of 100 because you have some one-off low-owned wide receivers or something, the rest of your lineup. The total median projection is 112, making up numbers. And your Bears thing is 101. It's like, so you basically you're sacrificing for your Bears stack 11 points for the same ownership total. Like, so why would you do that? So it turns out that the actual, the Cowboys stack lineup is better. As long as you play the different wide receivers that fit into, you know, the rest of your lineup. Because you could go to the Cowboys stack and play even worse guys and get, now those lineups look equal, right? Now it's like, oh, now you have the Cowboys stack with even worse wide receivers that project a little bit worse that are probably also 1% owned. And that now the total lineup is is a hundred is is eighty, right? And this lineup is a hundred, and 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 one and now the Bears lineup projects better than the Cowboys lineup, even though you're playing Prescott and Lamb and Cooper, because the rest of the lineup is just projects so poorly that uh, that the Bears lineup is better. So that's why thinking thinking in these hard hard terms of uh, do I play three plus ones? Do I play two plus ones? Do I play like it all depends on the lineup. You look at you'll look at sharp players. Go into results DB. You'll look at sharp players, and you'll find they play a whole different. I mean, they don't just sit there just to play. Oh, I'm going to play all three plus ones. They play some naked quarterbacks. Someone. I mean, they they analyze their lineups lineup by lineup on a lineup level, not on a player level. 
So they may have a whole wide range of types of lineups. Some, some are three plus twos. They may have out of their $150, three, three plus twos. They have, they have some that are just quarterback wide receiver and nothing else, right? And you go, well, they may have a predominant amount of skinny stack runbacks. They may have a predominant, but not it's not all of their lineups. Now, if you're not able effectively, I mean, if you don't have the experience of weighing one lineup against each other to know, you know, is this lineup better than that lineup? Is that then by default, you're going to find in general in large field GPPs that two plus ones and three plus ones, they're going to be more plus EV lineups of those constructions than of any other construction. So if you decided, you said, I'm not experienced enough and I don't have the process in place for me to weed out what are some good three plus two lineups? What are some good skinny nothing lineups? What are like these other type of builds? And maybe just better, just like if I'm going to play 150, I'm just going to play all three plus ones. Yes, it's quite possible you play 153 plus ones and 30 of them like are not plus EV, right? You would have been better off playing some skinny stack lineups in there or some different lineups. But you're probably still going to, you're probably going to get 100 to 120 plus EV lineups because there are more three plus ones that are plus EV. Same thing in baseball. Oh, do you stack five man? Do you do four, three, one? Do you do that? There, there are three, two, two lineups that are that are good. There aren't as many of them. So I wouldn't go, I wouldn't build 153, two, two lineups in baseball. If I had the choice, if I only got to build 150 of one type of lineup, I'm going to build five threes. Like there's going to be more profitable five, three lineups, or at least five X lineups, five, anything, two, one, 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 than anything else. Well, are there going to be four, three, one lineups, four, two, one, one lineups that are profitable? Yes, but there are less. In general, there are less of them. So that's the same thing when it comes to, to stack construction types for NFL. When in doubt in large field, build two plus ones, three plus ones. But you could build three plus zeros, right? You could, no run back. Two plus zero, which is the standard, just quarterback, pass catcher, and then no other correlation. You could do that too. There are plenty of plus EV lineups there. But there are probably more plus EV lineups in the two plus one, three plus one category that if, if you if you had to do something bluntly, err on there, that side. So if you're going to build a ton of lineups, if you're only hand building like 10 lineups, you don't have to consider any of that. You could build a lineup that's that, that no run back here. This one has one. I mean, you, you have plenty of time to build 10 lineups. This is when you're building 150, 300, 450 lineups. It's like, yeah, I want I want to enter the mini max 150x and not have to spend eight hours pruning lineups. Like, yeah, I'll just build all three ones and just whatever. That's perfectly fine. Uh, hey, bro, high five. What is your strategy? Strategy, such strategy. To get lower projected players in your top median builds. Do you adjust their points manually? Tired of my bottom of my generated lineups having all my lower projected shots. Well, you, all you did, bluntly, you could just do the max total ownership. That's the easiest way to do it, right? We see here, look, we built a whole bunch of lineups. Najee Harris is 100% of lineups. This is what a lot of lineups are going to look like. Herbert, Allen, Cooper. Like, if we take a look, 
just based on our grin iron IQ projections, right? Prescott, Allen, Herbert, Carr, Carr against Pittsburgh. What do these lineups look like? 146, 177, 117. Brian Edwards. Hmm, interesting. Derek Carker's no, no one's going to play him. No one's going to play Raiders. Raiders, skinnies? Are these skinnies or they have Waller in them? I don't even think they have Waller because they all have Higby, Higby, Kittle, 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 Higby. Anything with Waller? I should, I should just type it. Do I have any Waller at all? Let's see. Oh, there's some. Yes, some, but not, not with Carr. Okay, that's kind of weird. That's all I'm looking for here. Just like, what do they look like? So we go to that David Carr, the David. I always say David Carr. Derek Carr. 146 median. 117.8. What's the top lineup? 148.67 and 133. So not that, not that dramatically different. So look, you have the Herbert Harris. You have this lineup right here. So for instance, let's see, we're going to save this line. This is the top lineup, top projected and also the highest owned. okay? Then we're going to go to Derek Carr. I'm not saying Derek Carr is a good play. I'm just showing you what you should be doing comparing the two, if you had to compare the two. So here's the two lineups, right? You still got Najee Harris. You still got Joe Mixon, right? Brian Edwards, Keaton Allen. Now you have Calvin Ridley. Chris, it's not that different. It's a two, it looks like a 2v2. So Carr for Herbert. And, oh, you have Calvin Ridley there instead of Keenan Allen. And the Saints and the Jets defense difference. But this is what you should be looking at. What's the total? 148 and 133. This is 146 and 117. So you're dropping about 16 percentage points in ownership. And you're only dropping two points in projection. That doesn't mean this first lineup isn't good also. But this is how you should be comparing lineups, not players. You're not comparing players. I'm not comparing, do I want Keenan Allen or Calvin Ridley? I don't care. I don't care what's in here. I just care about the, the ownership and the fantasy points. That's it. Of the whole lineup. As long as it's correlated, right? Right. These are these, I mean, there's the run back here. Do we have a run back? Anything? Am I just building whatever? Did I just build whatever? Run back, run back. Where's my Pittsburgh? Oh, Najee Harris is the Pittsburgh guy. Okay, whatever. Duh, that makes sense. That's what, and that's the reason why I'm getting Carr. Okay, because because uh, Harris is obviously the best projected running back, so it's going to throw in more uh, Raiders. That could be a way to go. So I see the difference with them too. This is how you should be viewing how you play DFS. Does it mean I play uh, Carr, Edwards? You know, maybe you play Waller here. So let's take a look. Let's take a look. If we were to build this lineup, we go, well, I don't want to play Higby. I want to play Carr, Edwards, Waller. Well, obviously you'd have to give up points elsewhere. So let, let's, let's try to hand build it. Okay. Let's try to hand build this thing. Make it easier. All right, we don't even do, let, let's make it even easier by just locking people in and just just running it. Okay, so we're going to build a lineup. That's where's where's car. 
Give me Carr. Carr Edwards. Let's go to wide receiver. Where's Edwards? Edwards. Waller. Waller and Najee Harris. Right? And like, what's the best lineup that looks like that? Like we could just run it right here. Mixon, Chase, Cooper, Carson, Jets. Okay. So that's 146. Let's go to our save lineup section that we were at. Let's get rid of this first one. And now take a look at this one 146.63 at 117. This is 146. This is 0.3 different and has a little bit less ownership, a little bit less. So it's like the, the difference in like, oh, so I guess I don't need Higby. Like Higby is not the key to this lineup. So maybe I can play Waller in it, right? Because the projection, if if it turned out that by, by playing a more expensive Waller, it knocked our projection down elsewhere. And instead of 146, this was like 143. It'd be like, wow, we have to give a, in order to fit in Waller to get the correlation of a three plus one, we have to give up three points in projection and get no, and, and maybe the ownership ends up being the same anyway. So you go, okay, maybe it isn't worth playing Waller for three points. So you have to determine that yourself. But here it looks like it's not a big deal that I'm not playing Higby because I'm getting pretty much, pretty much kind of the same projection and actually slightly less ownership. Now, if I don't play Harris, now let's do this. Okay. So we're still basing it on this lineup. Let's say instead of, using Harris as the run back. We use Deontay Johnson, right? We do something like that. So I'm going to take Harris out of the pool because it'll give me it anyway. If I do it this way. And I put in Deontay, Deontay Johnson, wherever the hell he is. Deontay Johnson. And we're not taking Harris now. I'm going to run this, the sidebar. Let's go to our save lineup. Okay. So now we're running car, Edwards, Waller with Johnson, Cup, Carson, and then Henderson now in that spot. But look at the difference, right? 146 over here, 138 over here. So like eight-point difference in projection. The ownership is only being dropped about 10 points, 10 percentage points. So yeah, when you get rid of Harris in this type of lineup and you take Deontay instead, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. So let's say we play Carr, Edwards, Waller without a run back. So we're not playing Deontay Johnson at all. Now let's run it with no Najee Harris. See, now it goes up now because now you're not taking a spot with Deontay Harris, the Deontay Johnson that projects. So now we get 143, but a higher, actually a higher ownership. Right? So you look here, it's like once you put in Deontay Johnson as your run back in this type of lineup, you're dropping like eight points in projection versus just having Najee Harris in it. And you're not getting that that big of a gap of ownership. 10 points? Yeah, sure, okay. That's, it's, a, it's a gap, but not that big of a gap. But now you're going to have no run back. So you're not having Harris in here at all. What turns out is that you actually have a lower projected lineup that's owned more based on the numbers that we have. Obviously, ownership will change and everything. So look, 146.63 at 117.8% ownership. This lineup that we built over here with this Waller thing with no run back, 
has a 143.66, so three-point lower projection, but actually almost three points higher ownership. So obviously this lineup is better with the run back than without the run back for this specific lineup. Now, if we don't play Waller in there, we just play Carr Edwards. We get 144 at 105, right? Because now we're playing kind of weird at Woods. Probably wouldn't play Woods and Higby and Henderson. You play all the Rams together. Okay. Which I guess is, it's, I mean, it's correlation wise, it's going to cut down in the ceiling. But look at this lineup. I took out Waller. I don't have Harris. I don't have the, the, the run back. If Carr Edwards, now this is 144.29, which is about two, two and a half points lower, but you're dropping about 12 points in ownership, which is like, okay. If you, th- if you think that's good enough, that may be fine. So this lineup may be fine. So you, it's not a matter of, do you have a run back? Do you not have a run back? You're looking at the total lineup. So what I the exercise that I did just here is not like I planned out. This is how you would determine. This is how you would look at it. This is something that you could be doing later in the week. Once ownership is a little bit more solidified, projections are a little bit more solidified. Even and I'm not, this is, you're not even playing 150 lineups. This could be if you're playing three lineups and you go through. Let me take a look at what what the you know, comparison of these stacks versus that stacks. Do I need this guy versus that guy? What's the impact of not having Naji in my lineup versus having Naji in my lineup? And you could do all of the just what I've just what I've shown you. As your research, most people their research is looking at NFL stats. It's already in these numbers. It's already in the numbers. It's already in the projection number. It's already done for you. Now it just comes down to strategizing your DFS lines. What do they look like? How do you beat other people? Can I build, can I build chalky chargers, cowboys stacks and still get different enough? Like that should, that should be your research based on, right? It shouldn't be, do I think they're going to do well or anything? You should say, no, they project the best. Can I play a Najee Harris lineup with a Cowboy stack and still be different enough for large field GPPs? You may find out that you can't. You you can never really get enough ownership without sacrificing way too many points in projection. Maybe you find out that you can do it, just you can't play Najee Harris in that lineup. Or you could do it, but you can't play Amari Cooper as part of the stack, right? Or you could do it, but you need to play Mike Williams as the bring back with Amari Cooper, and then you still don't have Najee Harris. Like, it turns out that out of those, like, five players, you can't have, like, two of them. Maybe you could have one of them. Maybe you could have four of them. Probably not all five. And then you see who else fits in the lineup. Who do I, who do I have to play in that lineup at those salaries that fits in if I, if I do it that way? And then the next step is finding to see if you could find secondary correlations. Right? So we had that that Brian Ed, that that you know oh, I could play Najee Harris, but if I played Najee Harris and Brian Edwards a, a, across from him because they're in the same game, that lowers my ownership. Now it's like oh, so I could play a Herbert, I could play a Herbert Allen Cooper lineup with Najee Harris. Sounds chalky, but once I shove in Brian Edwards and then I don't play Tyler Higby because he's high on a tight end, and I play Eric Ebron or whoever when you play. Uh, but Cook, Jared Cook, for the Chargers, instead to complete the three plus one, those lineups 
still project as good as the other lineups and they're 10% lower owned. And you go, okay, this is doable. I can do this. And then, then you move on to your next little, little research project. This is what I do. Now, other people will do this through computer simulations. Like that's, I mean, we, we have, we have uh, Daniel Hutchins. We have Nerdy Tenor in chat. He doesn't even know any of this. He just, he just, just all the computer program. Just let, let, let the computer program figure it out. Uh, I'm just looking to be as directionally correct as possible. Because still, most of the field is not, is, is not viewing DFS this way. So that, that's where the edge is. <laughs> Until everyone's using computer simulations, I, I, I won't be using them. I mean, I can, I guess. It's just that I, I, I can't do them well. I don't trust myself. I've, I've done some, some like uh, simulations, they take, they take a long time. And I don't trust that they're accurate. And a lot of times they aren't. A lot of times I look and they go, this kid, this can't possibly be right. Right. Oh, 87. This guy should be 87%. No, that's impossible. No, no one should be 87%. Though. I don't know how that came up. And of course, it took me half an hour to get to that point. And then I just throw up my hands and go, I don't know enough to, to do any of this stuff. Right. Okay. Anything else before we get out of here? Going through. Do, 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 do. James Larvey says, uh, haven't subscribed. Do these ownership projections get adjusted? Yes, they get adjusted throughout the week. We have we have a show called The Ownership Report with uh, Jamino, who does the ownership, and Tuttle. They both do the ownership. Uh, they have a show talking about how they adjusted ownership throughout. They go, do you think this? Do you think that? What's the sentiment around the industry? Mathematically, how do things work up? So typically before that show, that's like, that's when, like, to me, that's when ownership, that's when you should be using ownership for RG. But of course, you could also aggregate from around the industry as well. Uh, let's see. Hey, bro, high five. If you see this in time, go with my other question. <laughs> Uh, Debo was a good example. How would I have gotten him in more of my Patrick Mahomes lineups? Manual adjusted point by no, just by putting. If you want him in your Patrick Mahomes lineups, put him in your Patrick Mahomes lineups. How would I have gotten him by making that decision? That's very easy. Robbie Steves, best analogist, best analyst on RG, really helped me become a better player and make my first ever GPP for 4K. Well, congratulations. Do, 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 do. Ace Boogie, how do you figure out when to use high-owned players to round out your roster? Didn't I just go through all this? I look at, I'm looking at the lineup. Compare the lineup. You just saw the entire process of what I was doing. So hopefully that 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 makes it makes it work for you. How do you know when by running the lineups? It's not complicated. And yes, Payton Wavy, I'll be doing the showdown live show later. Yes, it'll be me and STL cards. So so hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door, right? Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got crunch, free crunch time for baseball. There's a, there's a very, uh, like three game slate or something today. So that, that'll be uh, Roth and Cheese and Cardi will be on that at 4.30, I think. Something like that. It's some weird slate, MLB slate. So that'll be free on YouTube. And then I will be back with uh, STL Cards, Justin Van Zuden. Uh, to uh, to break down all of the stuff for uh, tonight's uh, 
41 point total. It's Washington versus the Giants. Yeah, these are the third. This is Thursday night football. Thursday night football is typically is, you know, we get these really, really bad games, uh, but that may be good for showdown. I like bad games for showdown. The lower scoring the game is, the more, you know, screwed up lineups win, right? The more uncorrelated kind of messes win. And uh, in showdown, when you're trying to be unique, I like to make a lot of uncorrelated messes. So I, I like the low total types of types of games, the high total stuff, you know, a lot of times those are the slates where, you know, 370 people split first place. So I'm not a big fan of those, but I will be back. Uh, I will be back then. Uh, and I'll also be back tomorrow, right? As I always am. Casual Friday tomorrow. We're talking more anything, answer your NFL questions, right? MMA, MMA is back. And you know, I always show my little, my little uh, cheat sheets for MMA. If you're going to play that, it's a big, it's a big card. It's 14, 15 fights. Pretty good. Pretty good coming up. So uh, I'll see you then. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, as, as always, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders. Dot com.